This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. And I'm Reset executive producer Dan Tucker. If you're just tuning in, we're doing something special. Very special. This Labor Day, since today is all about honoring laborers and workers and their contributions to the United States, we've decided to honor our great colleagues here at WBEZ across the organization. That's right. We have turned over the mic to some of our co-workers in the newsroom and beyond to bring you Reset interviews by fresh voices who haven't yet had a chance to host the show. This hour, our chief people officer, Valerie Tony Parker, proves that she is very, very good with people indeed. You're going to love her interview about getting older adults, some of them in their 60s, 70s, and even 80s, into sports, as well as into health and wellness. Later, Maria Inez Zamudio, a colleague of ours who recently left WBEZ to join the Center for Public Integrity, she'll bring us an interview with the author of the book Bad Mexicans, Race, Empire, and Revolution in the Borderlands. But we kick things off this hour with a voice many weekend listeners know well, anchor and reporter Araceli Gomez-Aldana and her interview on sleep. This is Reset. I'm Araceli Gomez-Aldana in for Sasha Ann Simons. Transitioning your kids from summer mode to school mode can be a lot. Between getting the right school supplies, you have to buy uniforms and new school clothes, and they may need to change up their sleep habits too. Sleep experts say getting enough sleep can be just as important as creating and sticking to a sleep routine. Dr. Montita Viravigurum is a pediatric neurologist with the U Chicago Medicine Sleep Disorder Center. Welcome to Reset. Hello. Hi. Also with us is Joy Jonakan a nurse associate in pediatric neurology. Hi, Joy. Hi, how are you? Joy, I'll start with you. When we talk about sleep, we know that there's eight hours for adults. That's the sweet spot. But how much sleep do kids need to be healthy and to be able to pay attention in school? So school-age children ages 6 to 13 require 9 to 11 hours of sleep. And teenagers ages 14 to 17 require 8 to 10 hours of sleep. Dr. Vera Vigram, what happens when we do sleep, like in our brain, especially for kids? How does it impact the rest of their day? So I think when we sleep, we have both like a dream sleep and like a, a slow wave sleep. And as you know, that slow wave sleep, like we have a growth hormone um, secreted during the uh, slow wave sleep. So like when growth hormone secreted, it's kind of like a building the growth and also with the dream sleep and slow web sleep it also see our creation of our memory as well wow so um joy when it comes to recommending parents and and telling them what to do when they need to transition their kids from summer sleep and and to school schedule sleep how do you do that we recommend in the weeks leading up to going back to school that school-age children should start waking up like 15 minutes earlier, and then you want them to go to sleep 15 minutes earlier. And um, you want to continue to adjust their wait times in 15-minute increments. And you want to do this every few days until your child is sleeping and waking at desired times for going back to school. Then for teenagers, it's going to be a little bit different. Um, you're going to use the same regimen, but you're going to use 30 minutes to one hour increments every few days until they reach their desired bedtime. Oh, so this takes planning. It, it might be a little late uh, for Chicago public schools since since they're already in session. But is it, you know, is it too late to kind of start that transition even now after school already started? No, it's never too late. In fact, um, 
some of our children that come to the clinic, we have to start regimens with them like that. So it's never too late. Um, if parents have children that they're having a difficult time, this is a good start for them. Yeah, so they're not so sleepy in the morning. <laughs> right. Dr. Vera Vigram, when, when talking about transitioning, you know, that's hard to do sometimes to build that routine. But then also we get into what happens on the weekends or during holiday break. What do you recommend parents do when, you know, sometimes it's Sunday and you kind of want to you want to let them sleep or let them stay up a little longer? Yes, I found that uh, it's just uh, happened a lot. But I think like uh, if we can stay uh, the same a regular schedule during the weekdays or weekend, it will be really helpful. Uh, I knew like it could be like a little bit like later, but should not be like uh, more than one hour, like uh, between the weekdays and weekends. And we knew that uh, if we have like a not regular weekdays and weekend schedules, it can increase uh, children's weight and also how to transition between Sunday and Monday will be very difficult as well. I could see that. And, and Dr. Vera Vigram, what about the long-term effects of, of poor sleep schedule or poor sleep health? Um, can you talk a little bit about that? What happens if it's just chronic not sleeping? Um, I think like uh, sometimes when we talk about uh, the chronic long-term, I think like uh, it can have some like uh, effect on the brain and effect on the heart. And and another thing that we talk about like hours of sleep during the night, uh, it depends on each children's uh, body as well because uh, some children is have a genetic like short sleeper or some children have a long sleeper. So everyone have um, each person have uh, the sleep requirements that differently, but we need the amount of time that when we sleep, we feel refreshed. When like the children feel more refreshed when they wake up. Oh, that's a great point because I, you know, even you see that within families, you know, some children are just ready to go up in the morning. They don't need as much sleep, and others are, you know, they like sleeping in um, longer, right? So kind of like you said, rest is important, but it also kind of is individual each person. Mm-hmm, yeah, I imagine that some kids might be experiencing stress and anxiety um, now that school is back in session, especially after nearly two and a half years of, of pandemic and remote learning and now being in social environments. How does stress affect a kid's sleep quality? So uh, I think like uh, for, sleep, uh, for uh, remote learning, I think it's uh, kind of like a kids need like more attention with the screen and decrease of the exercise. So I feel like uh, our children with the remote learning like feel like exhausted and insomnia is more prevalent during a COVID era because um, I think uh, they're like a, a regular of the, of the schedule during the COVID period when we have our um, study at home and all the activities at home as well. And, and as you know, the stress, uh, even in children or in adults, can uh, cause the uh, insomnia as well. Uh, some, uh, even in like young children, uh, stressed from the situations, uh, or even like their uh, scares of their uh, germs or COVID can trigger the thought, uh, the bantering thought, and 
and uh, insomnia wise and on the adolescents. Uh, some adolescents feel like their loss of the social skills during the COVID era as, as well and doesn't have any connection with friends can trigger like a uh, poor sleep. Yeah. And what should parents do if they see their child is having trouble, you know, with the stress and anxiety, especially around bedtime, right? So for bedtime routine, um, children should start to wind down at the end of the day. And a few things that you can do to wind down, you can do warm baths or showers, um, putting on pajamas, reading, journaling, meditating. And one important thing is you really want to avoid caffeine, but especially after lunch and in the evening. And things like tea, coffee, soda, chocolate candies. Um, And then some bedroom tips. You want to keep the room dark. You want to make sure the temperature is comfortable for the child. Um, any noises, you want to keep the room quiet and only use the bed for sleeping. And then um, what's really important is um, children should also avoid one hour before sleep, TVs, computers, tablets, cell phones, video games. All of that is important. Those are great tips. I hope everybody wrote those down. This is Reset. I'm Araceli Gomez-Aldana in for Sasha and Simons. We're talking with Dr. Montita Vigram, pediatric neurologist with the UChicago Medicine Sleep Disorder Center, and Joy Jonakan, a nurse associate in pediatric neurology, about the importance of a child's sleep routine. And Dr. Vera Vigram, in 2014, the American Academy of Pediatrics and other medical associations recommended that middle school and high schools start no earlier than 8.30 a.m. for sleep-related reasons. Can you talk about why some of these sleep experts are recommending a later start time for schools? Yeah, as uh, adolescents have a physiologic delay sleep phase. So uh, as you, as uh, we already knew, like when we like are turned into adolescents, uh, our bedtime seems to be like later. So to align the biological clock uh, with the our school time uh, for children in adolescence will be better. As we know that the sleep is very important for the our growth, our cognitions and memories, and also like mood and 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 body weight as well. Uh, and even like now, we know that sleep is important for our immune system. Uh, Joy, when we talk about, you know, the importance of, of building a sleep routine and kind of sticking to it, you know, why is it important for parents to to stick to their sleep routine, both for them and, and for their kids to really stick to it? Well, when children have quality sleep, they have improved mood, learning, memory, alertness attention and they focus better. So consistent sleep is very important in overall health and well-being for the child. Dr. Vera Vigram, what role does physical activity have on sleep? So we talk about schools, after school activities, music, you know, what is, how does that all affect the sleep and the quality of sleep? So uh, I, we knew that if we like exercise at uh, maybe uh, in the evening, but not like uh, close to sleep time, it helps sleep better. Um, when we falling asleep, our temperature have to be dropped down to be at some point of the temperatures to be falling asleep. And if we exercise close 
very close to bedtime, it will be difficult for us to fall asleep because our temperatures still up and not uh, it's hard to going down. So that's why the exercise and meal time have to be uh, high, like uh, around like maybe two to three hour, two to four hour before bedtime. Oh, that's good to know. And Dr. Viravigram, are there any signs that parents should look out for if they're, you know, in their kid's sleeping habit that could indicate that something more serious is is going on, maybe a sleep disorder or another condition? When should they maybe seek out medical attention? So uh, um, I think like one is the uh, if the kids like wake up and feel like non-refreshed, like unrefreshed when wake up or like have a daytime sleepiness or sleepy during the day. Um, or have a less attention. It, uh, the, uh, the children can have like a sleep disorders, or have noticed any snoring or any pause in breathing or any concern of breathing during sleep, or um, your children have like restless sleep or sweating during sleep. Thank you. Dr. Montita Viravigram is a pediatric neurologist with the U Chicago Medicine Sleep Disorder Center. Joy Jonakan is a nurse associate in pediatric neurology. Thank you both for joining us. Thank you very much. Thank you. So many good tips in there for parents. Absolutely. The expert had me at teenagers need 8 to 10 hours of right. sleep. I'm going to be reminding my kids of that later on. I'm Reset host Sasha Ann Simons. I'm here with the show's executive producer, Dan Tucker. And we're trying something new today. This Labor Day, it is all about lifting up the other workers in our great organization and handing them the mic. Are you enjoying your break, Sasha? Oh, you better believe it. <laughs> Up next on the show, Chief People Officer Valerie Tony Parker tells us about Team Dream. It's an organization that helps older adults, some of them as old as 88, get physically fit through sports. 88. It's just amazing. You're going to love this interview. You're not going to want to miss this one. That's next. But first, the latest news. Thank you.